0: Welcome to Proactive Physio Podcast episode number 8 with your host Jaime. My podcast helps you to improve your clinical skills as well as the patient's outcomes. We talk to the leaders in Musculoskeletal Injury, Sports Injury Management as well as the Pain Science Specialist. We explore their area of interest and expertise which gives you lots of clinical tips and practical strategies that helps you to improve your patient's outcome. In today's podcast, we have a guest, Dr. Kiran Chanagudla. He is the senior physiotherapist in Indian Badminton Academy. And he is the course instructor of Neurodynamics in the Asian region. So let's start with our today's podcast. Welcome Kiran, sir, on our proactive physio podcast. Sir, please tell me about yourself and where you are from, sir.
1: Yeah. Hello. Hi, physio friends and physio professionals. Uh, Welcome to this podcast and this Clinical Neurodynamics. Mm -hmm. I'm Kiran Chalagundla. Basically, I've done my master's in University of South Australia, Adelaide, orthopedic sports and manual physiotherapy. And currently, I've been working as senior physiotherapist for Indian badminton team for the past, for almost 12 years or so. And mainly, I'm currently the course instructor or international course instructor for Clinical Neurodynamics Organization for the Asia region. The Clinical Neurodynamics Organization is mainly based in Adelaide, Australia. The founder and director of this is Professor Michael Shacklock.
0: Thank you, sir, for your introduction. And, uh, sir, you are basically working with an uh, Indian badminton team. How this neurodynamics approach comes in your mind?
1: Yeah, see, the thing is, like, even though I've done my post-graduation in uh, Australia, after doing that also, I have got opportunity to work in Michael Shacklock's clinic for Michael's clinic. I'll just address him as Michael from now on. The Michael Shacklock, I'll just address him as Michael from now on. So I had got opportunity to work in Michael's clinic. So at that time, I've seen him doing some different techniques to what I've learned during my post-graduation. So that's the time when I found interest. So, Michael has also taken his valuable time and he has taught me all this personally. He has taught me all this in full detail. And it's a beautiful concept because this concept is applicable for a variety of patients. I'll give you one simple example. When I have taken my statistics, in a typical outpatient clinic, out of 10 patients, Neurodynamics tests were positive in about 35 to 40 percent of the people, which means every 10 patients we see, probably this neurodynamic techniques or else neurodynamic concept treatment, either assessment or treatment approach, is needed in 35 to 40 percent of the people. But unfortunately, this neural related we have been doing in less than 10 percent of the people. Because we have been waiting for the peripheral now to go to advanced levels when it's affected. And then then only we are thinking of neural. Till then, we have not been seeing. And basically what I say is this neurodynamics concept is nothing but it's applicable for physios working in musculoskeletal and neural field, both neurophysiotherapy and musculoskeletal physiotherapy and sports physiotherapy, obviously. So basically what I try to say is this is applicable for numerous number of musculoskeletal conditions which have neural peripheral neural component for example piriformis syndrome yeah. typically it's classified as a musculoskeletal system with musculoskeletal condition sorry with a neural component that is musculoskeletal condition with sciatic nerve component yeah, suppose neck, neck cervical spondylosis cervical spondylitis so in this, whenever there are these referred pains, it again comes under this musculoskeletal system with neural component because there's radiculopathy. Let's take this carpal tunnel syndrome. Most of the times it's termed as musculoskeletal condition with a neural component. So all yeah. this neurodynamic um, concept applies for musculoskeletal physios and neurophysios or else typically physios who have been working in outpatient department in your private clinics or else in hospitals where you see variety of patients.
0: Oh, that's nice. I think it's a very nice uh, concept to learn from you, sir. Uh, can you please tell us about the uh, what are the principles of the neurodynamics and, and how we select the patient for a neurodynamics? As you said earlier about piriformis syndrome, carpal tunnel syndrome. Can you please tell us about in a
1: brief? Yeah, yeah. in this, what I'll do is, i will not take one condition but i'll give you what you say good take home messages with which we can you can try to apply this so generally what we do is whenever we are whenever patient comes to us whenever we are doing subject examination usually we take the regular history and then we go to body chart yeah. so one of the hints we do one of the hints of this neural case in body chart is most of the times we ask the patient to show where exactly are their symptoms. Usually, I I normally what I tell is, we'll tell the patient to, suppose patient is saying I'm having neck pain. We tell the patient to so can you show where exactly is your neck pain with one or two fingers?
0: Yes, absolutely. If
1: patient is able to show their uh, chief complaint area or maximum painful area with pinpoint, the chances of neural would be less. Because yeah. neural symptoms would never be pinpoint pains. So, yeah. typically, when we ask the patient to show them this chief complaint area, they might, they might show. I mean, most, I, I'm talking from patient's language point of view. Patient yeah. would say, I can't show with one finger, but I can say they'll put their palm and they'll say it's this area. It's this area, it's spread from top to bottom. And again, yeah. if you can see this even spread area also, suppose let's say low back pain, let's say low back pain. Yes. Sir. Low back pain patients will might present in different varieties. Two most common one, they might say, I'm having back pain going down to the leg. That means yeah. they are showing the area of symptoms spreading from top to bottom, from okay. spine going down. Here, chances of neural involvement, you can definitely suspect chances of neural involvement in this.
0: Yeah. One
1: more type of presentation is what patient might say low back pain. But it's from side to side, left side to right side. Yeah. Yes. If you can see the general neural, uh, general neural, what you say, the nerve distribution or something, neural nerve distribution usually will not be side to side. side usually to side. all these nerves or else nerve roots, whatever we say, they start from spinal and go from top to bottom. Top so top. any symptoms starting from spinal area and going from top to bottom strongly suspect neural involvement. And okay. any symptoms where in body chart, patient is not able to show pinpoint. They might show with four or five fingers. It's this whole area. But I can't okay. point out to one particular spot, strongly suspect neural involvement. These are the two, what you said, the significant things, which significant features, which we can find in the subject examination to suspect a strong neural involvement in a patient.
0: Patient. Okay, yeah. that's good. And sir, uh, how do you differentiate uh, you just uh, told about the shoulder pain patient. How do you differentiate the radiculopathy, or, it's a, is there, or, or is a trigger point? Yeah. How
1: can you see neural or non-neural? See, so one thing what I have said is we'll get some idea whether there we'll get some idea about whether there is any suspected neural involvement in the body chart. Then based on your thing, let's come based on your question. Let's come to physical examination. Yeah. See, what happens is, this is not something I am trying to criticize or point out. Most of the physiotherapy assessments we learn during our, during our academics, all those what we learn are orthopedic assessments. Yeah. But what we say is, we should do advanced orthopedic assessments or modified orthopedic assessments, which are highly relevant for physios. Because what I might say is, maybe a cervical spondylosis might be fine for orthopedic assessment point of view but for us as a physio that cervical spondylosis because of that's because of what is it because of a disc related or its whether it's because of facet joint related or whether it's because of what you see even though we say radiculopathy radiculopathies have also been typically classified as spondylosis more in layman term point of view yeah. so from our point of view rather than doing orthopaedic assessments and confirming or diagnosing a condition rather than that much more relevant would be modifying those orthopaedic assessments where we do structural assessments that means in neck pain only can i do specifics uh, what you say specific assessment modification of our technique where i can specifically check the joint assessment where i can specifically check the disc assessment specifically nerve assessment, and again, specifically neural assessment. The good yeah. thing with this neurodynamic concept is we have very, very strong evidence-based assessments to say that if we do these assessments, if the assessment tests are positive, then definitely 93% chances that neural involvement <laughs> is there. So what we do is those are something we call a structural differentiation concept which means we do our assessment, the neural assessment. I guess most of the neural assessments, most of you are quite familiar about upper limb tension tests, ULTT 1, 2, 3, and 4. We have renamed them as median neurodynamic test, radial neurodynamic test, ulnar neurodynamic test, because according to us, the neural according to neurodynamic concept, we should not give so much importance to just the tension aspect of the nerve. We should give importance to the pathophysiology and pathomechanical aspect of the nerve. So, that's the reason why we have renamed them as, that's a a different thing. I mean, it might take, we have renamed, that's one of the strong reasons why we have renamed these as neurodynamic tests. So, first we do a neurodynamic test. Once patient gets symptoms, remember, whenever we are doing this upper limb tension test or whatever I have Rename whatever our concept, neurodynamics concept, rename them as neurodynamic test. When we do the test, keep in mind, we are not moving only the nerve. While doing the assessment, we are moving joints, we are moving muscles, and definitely we are moving the nerves. So when patient gets symptoms, we should not confirm that it's neural. Because we have moved many structures. Either we have stretched or moved whatever it is. So in the symptomatic position... We do specific differentiations. We call it structural differentiation. So, which structure that structural differentiation is an anti It's a beautiful concept. So, with that concept, with structural differentiation techniques, we can definitely say whether it's neural positive or neural negative. So, basically, yeah. summarizing what I want to say is, you do a neural test or else you do a ULTT. When patient gets symptoms... It's still not confirmed that it's positive. It's neural okay. positive because we have moved many structures. Okay. Suppose if you do SLR, straight leg raise test, when yeah. patient is having symptoms, but in okay. SLR test, neural involvement is there. Hamstring involvement could be there. Sacroiliac leg joint involvement could be there. So yeah. by doing an SLR test, if patient gets symptoms, we should not confirm it's neural. Because many other structures we have moved like hamstrings or sacrileg joint or hip joint or even what is a facet joint or disc-related. So in that symptomatic position, we should do specific structural differentiation techniques to confirm whether neural involvement is there or not. So most of the orthopedic assessment, generally what we learn is, we do a straight leg raise test. Once patient gets symptoms, consider it as positive. Yes, it's a positive test. But there is difference between saying it's a positive test versus it's a positive neural test. Positive test means because of some structure I'm getting symptoms, it could consider as positive. But neural means what we are confirming is those symptoms are not because of some structure, but those symptoms are because of specific neural structure, whether it could be a nerve root or else a peripheral nerve, whatever it is. So that's why we strongly go to the structural differentiation principle. So that's where actually we are... We have gone to advanced levels or advanced modification of this orthopedic assessments, whatever we study, which are highly specific from for physio point of view to confirm the neural involvement. Yeah. So, as we have, as I during this discussion, as this straight leg raise test has come, SLR test. So, I'll give you one, what we say, a broad example. Keep in mind, there can be so many variations of patient presentations. I'm just giving you one example. So, we do straight leg raise test. Patient has got symptoms. Our next question is, are these symptoms neural or not? Suppose, let's say, patient is having proximal pain. Proximal pain means symptoms are in either the low back area or else the glutes area, mainly symptoms above the knee. So, symptoms above the knee means these proximal area symptoms could be because of hip joint or sacral leg joint or hamstring or else uh, neural. So, what we do is in that symptomatic position, we can do ankle dorsiflexion. Yes. So okay. with ankle dorsiflexion, if symptoms improve, yeah. then we have very, very high chances of neural involvement. Because if it is if the back pain is because of hamstring related problem, for example, there is no reason why symptoms should change with ankle movement because hamstring does does not have significant connection with ankle. If the symptoms are because of sacroiliac okay. joint. With ankle movement, these proximal symptoms should not change because sacral leg joint should be proximal area. We are not moving the sacral leg joint. Okay. The only connection between the proximal area symptoms and the ankle is the nerve because the nervous system is a continuum. It might be sciatic nerves split or branched into different nerves, but still, whatever it is, nervous system is a continuum. So that's one of the first. Significant. What is one of the first and major principle of neurodynamics, where nervous system is a continuum. So, because it's a continuous structure from spine till the periphery, we try to do some different moment. This is the straight leg raise test proximal area symptoms is one of the example I've given you, where we can almost confirmly say that for proximal symptoms in straight leg raise test, once they have symptoms do the symptomatic position do ankle dorsiflexion or plantar flexion depending on the severity if symptoms change then these proximal symptoms we can almost confirmly say as yes there is definitely neural involvement in the patient.
0: There is a yeah. great differentiate told about the neurodynamics and the structural changes structural difference. for yeah. a structural difference. You have listened to good information regarding the structural difference as well as the neurodynamics in the straight leg race test. We have free resources on our website. You can access the research paper as well as its clinical implication. We have an Instagram page also at the rate proactive underscore physioron. We have an Instagram handle at the rate proactive underscore physio knowledge. So let's dive into the today's podcast. Now, uh, the second thing is, you are working with an Indian badminton academy. In that kind of uh, patient, if yeah. they have a shoulder pain, yeah. so then how do you differentiate those things for your athlete?
1: Yeah, what I will say, I mean, I will not talk about specifically in badminton thing only. Our body type is something like, human body is something like, if there is a problem to one structure in one area, if that structure is not treated, over a period of time, multiple structures will get involved. Which means, for example, suppose there is neural involvement. And for example, because um, for some reason, the athlete's neural treatment was not done. What happens is over a period of time, even muscles will become stiff. Even okay. the joints will become stiff over a period of time. This may or may not happen in the first couple of weeks, but generally after three to four weeks, at least whatever I've seen was, there will be significant multi-structural involvement. Okay. So in this case, that's where actually what our challenge comes is to confirm whether neural involvement is there or not. So here okay. what we do, most uh, if it is proximal area, shoulder related area, again, which neurodynamic test we do as assessment depends on the area of symptoms. And okay. in this, we even have different levels of assessment level one, level two, level three. I'll not go so much into what you say, very in depth concept. I'll just try to make it as simple and practical, where, where it can be easily where I can give some easy takeaway message. So we do most commonly if it's proximal area most common test we do is the mnt1 median neurodynamic test one okay so we do the median neurodynamic test one once patient get proximal symptoms again okay. we keep in mind once symptoms come <laughs> proximal shoulder means shoulder pain means again proximal area of the upper limb so once patient get proximal symptoms again again i'm repeating the same because we have done the neurodynamic test once patient get symptoms Neural involvement is not confirmed because during our assessment, we have moved many structures. Okay. So what we do in that symptomatic position without moving any of the musculoskeletal structures, that means we don't move the gleno shoulder joint, glenohumeral joint, we don't move rotator curves, deltoids, and we don't move upper trapezius. By keeping all the musculoskeletal structures same, we do structural differentiation by moving only the nerve.
0: No. Okay.
1: So the main concept of structural differentiation is once patient gets symptoms, don't move any other structure. Move only the nerve at the affected area. Okay. If symptoms are changing, the only structure moving at the affected area is the nerve. So if symptoms are changing, then we confirm it as neural positive case yeah
0: so so it's a uh, good differentiation technique from your talk that we understand about as you said if there is a neural component in a shoulder pain and the many structures get affected and other joints get stiff so yeah. so sir do you uh, do you check the neural connection in a stiff shoulder those who comes with you after 5 months of pain
1: yeah see what happens is I have seen cases where patients or clients or patients have been suffering with symptoms for more than one, one and a half year. Okay. When more than one and a half. One, one and a half is minimum. I have seen even patients who are having symptoms for four, five years. Okay. So, what's happening was they have been undergoing musculoskeletal treatment okay. because they were not able to diagnose the neural uh, component. Typically, That's neural means, I mean, at least the... Uh, physio point of view, whenever we think of when we think of peripheral neural involvement is only if patient is complaining of pins and needles, tingling or numbness yes. or weakness obviously. But yes. keep in mind neural symptoms can even be stretching pains, pulling pains, aching pains, dull achy pains. The only thing is these are initial stages. Okay. Most of the times, what you do is okay, they are not having pins and needles burning tingling. It might not be neural. That that's how physios might be overruling the neural case. But what we strongly suggest is whether neural involvement is there or not. Let's not overrule based on types of symptoms. Okay. Because if patient is telling types of symptoms and if we are confirming that means we are giving 100% authority to patient okay. then where well will be the physio skill so what i say is depending on signs and symptoms whatever patients say yes we need to respect the patients condition so we give 50% of them 50% respect to that but physical examination should be done To confirm neural involvement. Subject examination only give us some idea about what could there be neural involvement chances like that. So, that's how usually we go to this. So, physical examination and after physical examination, once patient gets symptoms, again, we should do structural differentiation. Then only the neural involvement would be confirmed.
0: Okay, fine so according to you for a shoulder pain for more than 5 or 6 months and if he uh, complains of cervical pain also okay, okay. and he has a yeah, yeah. he is a restricted of cervical motion so in that kind of patient we should check for the neural uh, Yeah
1: connection. we should check for this so here again from physio point of view especially in this chronic i may not say chronic subacute to chronic subacute to chronic where patients have been having symptoms for many weeks or few months the challenge what happens is, if symptoms happen for so much time, multiple structures would be involved. Because yeah. I am having neural involvement, I am not moving my shoulder. So, if you are not moving your shoulder, even muscles will become stiff. Joints yes. will become stiff because our body is meant for movement. So, that's where the tricky situation comes. So, here generally what we what try to say is, there will be primary problem and secondary complication. Yeah. So, what is the primary involvement Neural test, neural involvement was there. Now, what are the secondary complications? Because neural involvement was there, patient was not moving the shoulder or neck freely over a period of time. So, secondary complications are muscle stiffness has developed and joint stiffness must have developed, whatever it is in this way. So, that's where in these cases also, what we do is, one thing is like what we say is, Once we do a neural test, once patient's neural test is positive, we again try to correlate physical examination with subject examination. That means, is my physical examination, neurodynamic physical examination, correlating with subject examination? Mm -hmm. Both are correlating. That means, yes, neural is the primary problem. Yes, they might be having some muscle stiffness, some joint stiffness. But what's the thought? If primary problems are not treated, treating the secondary problems, secondary complications, whatever I say, that's where we can say sometimes we'll be treating, patients will be coming to us again and again.
0: Yes, They might come true. to
1: physio and say, yes, I've done that, got the treatment with you. For one week, it's good. Again, recurring symptoms happen. For one week, 10 days or a couple of weeks, the symptoms are good. Again, recurrence happens. Recurrence happens means, recurrence of symptoms happens means, probably, we are not able to identify the primary problem we are yes. just treating the secondary complications yes. or else we must have identified the primary problem but we are not able to treat the problem 100% yes. we are that's just true. treating till to one level level one level two level three suppose if i say we are just treating level one and we are leaving it off Yes. so, so i, that's I
0: think we are, just, we, we, we are just we are just treating the results not treat, not find the cause That's the main thing. So, many times this happens. Yes,
1: exactly. It's like treating the symptoms versus curing the problem. problem. So, treating the symptoms could be temporary. But curing the problem is you are treating the primary problem till it's cured 100%.
0: So,
1: even if we do level 1, like in this neurodynamics, we have level 1, level 2, level 3, either assessments or treatments. Quite a few times, if you do level 1 treatments itself, quite a few patients would be symptom free but keep one thing in mind level one is not 100 percent cure it's just symptomatic treatment again we should go to level two and if needed depending on patients daily or professional activities if needed we might even need to go to level three then only we can say that yes the problem is almost cured it's not just temporary symptomatic relief but it's more of curing the patient's condition yes yes, yes. Yeah, that's true, sir. Uh, you have
0: given us a good differential diagnosis about the patient regarding the neurodynamics condition and how we need to check for the neural part. So yeah. I think we got the fantastic information about the neural connectivity in our human body and uh, in in every condition if if so uh, if someone uh, do, does a ultt, then they will understand that. How we need to differentiate the structural changes, and that we should keep in mind while yeah. performing uh, the examination.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Thank,
0: thank you so much for your giving us fantastic information regarding uh, neurodynamics, and, and we also learn uh, many new things how to differentiate a neural connection in a human body pain. Yeah,
1: thanks a lot, Dr. Jayman, also for giving me this opportunity in getting me closer to spreading the concept of neurodynamics. And thanks a lot to proactive physiotherapy also for taking this initiative and spreading the different concepts of physiotherapy through online media because not all might get opportunity to attend workshops and all those so this is a great platform for for people to get good grip or else good basics on different concepts so thanks a lot dr jayman and Proactive Physiotherapy.
0: Thank you for listening, proactive physio podcast. Be sure to visit our website and give us a feedback. You can write an email to us. Our next podcast is about rotator cuff related shoulder pain. Have a nice weekend. See you.